0: Have your Bibles this morning, I invite you to turn to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2. We've been looking at Luke's recording of uh, Jesus' birth, and, uh, you know, it's a wonderful thing to celebrate Christmas. It's my favorite time of year, it might be yours uh, as well. And this year we have the extra special Privilege having Christmas on Sunday. Uh, And so it happens, I guess, once every so often, seven years or so, maybe eight. uh, But uh, it comes around uh, this year. So this morning I want to ask you a question as we look at Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. What will you be doing on Christmas? So let's take a look at uh, Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 8. who is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloth, lying in a manger. And suddenly uh, there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from uh, them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now, when they had seen him, they made widely known that saying which was told to them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told to them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all of these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told to them. So several things about the Christmas story, this wonderful message of of hope and peace uh, that God brings to the world through the coming Of the Messiah. That Jesus would come. And that he would really be. That prince of peace. He was born into a a world. That was anything but peaceful. And it certainly hasn't been peaceful since has it. But there comes a. There will be a day. And we as in this Advent season. We uh, celebrate the first coming. Of Of Jesus. His first advent. But we're also reminded, aren't we, of Jesus' second advent. That he, just as surely as he came the first time, he's coming again. And when he comes again, this world will finally know peace. Because this old sinful world will fade away. God will make a new heaven and a new earth, scripture says. A place where there won't be need of of light even because the Son of God will be the light of that new city. And what a day we look forward to. But can I tell you that peace is not something that we're just supposed to look forward to at the second coming of Jesus. Peace is something that we are supposed to know here and now. That we're supposed to, as Paul says, as much as lays within us, live in peace with all men. And the reason we can do that, and the reason we have that admonition, is because Jesus Christ, as our Lord and Savior, made peace for us with God. Because of Jesus' great gift that began that Christmas morning centuries ago, we can know peace. We can know peace with God, though around us the world is in chaos and getting worse by the the minute. But when you watch the news, it just seems to be getting worse and worse. And yet when we think about the Christmas story, there's a couple things that I want us to see because the Christmas story makes all the difference in the world. In fact, it even... It affects everybody because it was that birth of Jesus Christ that changed the calendar. The calendar is B.C., before Christ. And A.D., which is Latin for in the year of the Lord. And so certainly his birth has had a major impact on this world. And I want us to look back at that first Christmas morning. Christmas Eve slash Christmas morning and I want to see the first couple things the first is that the coming of Christ brings enjoyment you know that the world was much the same as it is today though we have modern conveniences and but people are still basically the same they had struggles they had trials there was you know, famines and hungers and wars and all kinds of things going on in the first century. And yet. In Luke chapter two, Luke records for us something that would change all of that. And notice that these shepherds were out in the field. And all of a sudden this angel showed up. Well, We've seen the same reaction when the angel appeared to Mary, didn't we? She was afraid. The shepherds were afraid, too. And the angels gave the same message to both of them. They said, do not fear. Don't be afraid. And we, as God's children, do not need to be afraid of anything that comes into our life because Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior and I heard an old saying, I remember, uh, you know, maybe a bumper sticker type saying that said, if it's over your head, it's under God's feet. Uh, and so it's a good reminder for us that, hey, listen, even if we're not able to handle it, we know a God who is able to. And so to these shepherds that uh, are out in this field tending their flock, they say, hey, listen. Don't be afraid. We bring you tidings of great joy. We intend to give this announcement to you that's going to change everything. And if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you know that when you meet him, it does change everything. Does it make it just peaches and roses and heaven on earth? No. There's still trials and difficulties and temptations and failures. But when Jesus Christ comes into your life, he makes you a new creature. You're a new creation. And God works on you, and, and, and until you get to heaven, you're working on this process of becoming more and more like Christ. And a lot of folks that say, listen, living for, for the Lord isn't any fun. You know, I've heard people, and people have actually said to this, preacher, I know I need to get saved, but I'm going to wait until I've had all my fun first, and then I'll come. Well, can I tell you that, listen, there may be some things as a Christian that God asks you to give up, but those things that you have to give up are not worth having in the first place, but listen to this, that God replaces those things that you give up with something so much Better. God replaces that, you know, that longing for, for hope and longing for joy with true joy. Joy that lasts. Joy that sticks around even in the midst of dark circumstances and trials and tribulations. And so the message of Christ and his birth still to us is don't fear. For God brings a message of great joy, of comfort and peace because we know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And so there is joy in serving the Lord. Jesus said in the gospel of John, I have come that your joy might be full. Not so that you can just have a little bit of joy, but that you might have a life full of joy. That doesn't mean that we're happy all the time or that everything that happens to us is good or, you know, that we ought to rejoice over. But it means that even when bad things come, there's still a joy because we know that Jesus Christ is still the Lord of our life and that we are not under condemnation of the penalty of sin, but we've been given new life. And that's wonderful, wonderful news And friends, that is the greatest gift that anyone could ever find under their Christmas tree. Is the gift of the joy that comes from knowing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. But then I want us to notice something else this morning. Not only does the coming of Christ bring enjoyment. But the gift of Christ is given to everyone. You see, Jesus' work on the cross was for everyone. And if Jesus' work on the cross was for everyone, because John 3.16 says God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. If that was for everyone, guess what? Then Luke chapter 2 is for everyone too. Well, how do we know that because the first people that heard of the announcement of the birth of christ was not royalty it wasn't king herod it was lowly shepherds out in the field and for us to understand we don't really have shepherds in our world today it would be they would be on that good show dirty job That show where the fellow goes. And does jobs that nobody wants to do. Um, Being a shepherd. Was a lonely job. It was seen as the very lowest job. the most unimportant job. That anybody could possibly have. In the first century. And yet those were the ones. That the angel first proclaimed the message to. Those that. Society said really weren't worth the whole lot. People that maybe weren't didn't have much money and they didn't have much smarts and they didn't have family connections. And yet, those are the ones the angel went to first and said, Hey, listen, I bring you good news. The Savior has been born. You'll find him wrapped in swaddling cloth. In a, in a manger. Follow the star. And so they went. And guess what? They were welcome. Perhaps because Joseph and Mary were a little bit of outcasts too. Even in our world to 21st century, it still is a little bit of a stigma for an unwed lady to be with child. And here, it wasn't just an unwed lady, it was a, teen, it was a young girl. Not only a, a young girl named Mary, but to a carpenter. And in the first thing, that wasn't a whole lot better than being a shepherd. And yet through Joseph and Mary, God would raise up the Savior of the world. It's a reminder to us, listen, nobody, including you, is superior to anybody else. And nobody, including you, is without the need for salvation. Every single human being on earth needs salvation because every single human being on earth is a sinner. Separated by that sin from God. And yet that gift, that Christmas morning gift given 2,000 years ago. Was so that my sin debt would be paid. And your sin debt would be paid. And the sin debt of all the whosoever's of the world would be paid. That whoever would call on the name of the Lord would be saved. That's wonderful, wonderful news. And so the shepherds, when they they heard it, they, they praised God and they worshipped and they wondered. But then they did something else after they worshipped and wondered. You notice what Luke said these shepherds did. They went back and they told everyone the strange things that they had seen and heard. And so I want to challenge you, my friends, as we have a great opportunity over this next week and next Sunday to look for opportunities and take advantage of those opportunities to share the Christmas message. There are people and and forces of, of this world They're trying to do everything they can to stomp out Christmas. And by the way, they've been doing that for long before Jesus even came. People were trying to get rid of God. And you know what? They'll never succeed. And they'll never succeed as long as there's people like you and me who are willing to share the Christmas story. On television a couple weeks ago. And I'm sure it will probably be on again. The the great Charlie Brown Christmas. It's a great little uh, Christmas story. Within that Christmas story. You remember Linus. When Charlie Brown says. Doesn't anybody know what Christmas is all about? You remember Linus takes his little blanket. And he stands up. And he says, Charlie Brown, I know what Christmas is all about. And you see, you'll encounter people this week as you go to Christmas parties at work, as you gather with friends and family that really think Christmas is all about wrapping paper and presents and gift cards and pretty bows and uh, snacks and drinks and holiday punch and all these different things. And those things are nice, but that's not what Christmas is all about. And you have a wonderful opportunity to share and to say, hey, listen, let me tell you what Christmas is all about. You see, people are more open to the gospel during this time of year than at any other time of the year. So maybe what God would have you to do is share that gospel story that true meaning of Christmas, and say, hey, listen, we're having church on Christmas morning at 11 o'clock. Why don't you come and join us? What a wonderful, wonderful opportunity we have. And I hope that we'll be diligent to take advantage of it. So we talked about last week a little bit about joy and revisiting that, how Christ being the Prince of Peace brings joy into our life. There are people that we know that are looking for joy. And they're looking for it in alcohol and drugs and work and things. They're not going to find it in any of those things. But they will find it in Jesus. And God just may use you To help them find the greatest Christmas gift. That they could ever hope to receive. That would be wonderful. If next week. Next Sunday morning. When we gather for worship. And we give the altar call. That people would come to know the Lord. And would receive that great gift. And so let's pray toward that end. Let's be diligent this week. To look for opportunities. And to remember that Christ was given. As a gift to Everyone. It doesn't mean everyone's saved, but it means everyone can be saved if they'll receive that gift of Christ. Because Christ paid the the price for everyone. Let's pray together. Lord, we love you. Thank you so much that the Prince of Peace came to earth, born of a virgin 2,000 years ago in that little manger in Bethlehem. Lord, if there's one here today that's never trusted you, Lord, they've never received that gift. They've heard about it, but they never really have trusted you. Would you today help them to call out to you to say, Lord, I know I'm a sinner, and I know I deserve to spend eternity in hell, but I also know that you paid my debt. You gave that as a gift to me, and I receive that gift today. Lord, maybe there's one of your children here today that, Lord, they're saved. They know you. But, Lord, that joy, that peace that surpasses understanding is not flowing through their life. Lord, today would you have them to call out to you to say, Lord, restore to me the joy of thy salvation. Just as King David did. Lord, we thank You for Your love. We thank You for this Christmas season and that great gift that You gave and how that gift never loses its power or it never loses its effect on us, never loses that ability to save that is still as strong today as it was that first Christmas morning. Lord, help us to be your hands and feet. Help us to carry the message of Christmas with us this week. In Jesus' name. Friend, let's stand together and let's sing.